Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about preventing quad atrophy, maximizing strength training, and speed and agility training on the beach. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are here at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, here to answer your questions about rehab, fitness, business, baseball, maybe gymnastics, uh, Anything else? Any other sports performance you might want to talk 40 about? 40 episodes, I'm still crossing my fingers. <laughs> episode 40, he's getting there. Uh, now, we're here to answer all your questions. Uh, go to MikeReynolds.com and click on the podcast link in the menu. Um, you can ask us some questions there, and um, hopefully we'll continue to grow this uh, podcast. We're having a blast. So, um, just introduce everybody again, as usual. If this is your first time watching, Lenny Macrina, Physical Therapist, Director of PT, Champion PT in Performance. Right. I don't know what else to say. That's me. <laughs> Dave Tilly, physical therapist here at Champion PT and Performance. I'm going to see how many times we can say Champion PT and Performance. And Rob Sutton, one of our strength coaches here at Champion as well. So we got some uh, we got some good questions. I don't know if you picked up on this, but there's no students today. So we don't have any students to read the questions. So Gabinator, if you want to like maybe Skype in or FaceTime in <laughs> yeah. next time to ask us the questions, we might need your help. But um, but I guess we're going to have to just read our own questions. So Ugh. this is so awkward. So anyway, all right, you guys ready? Yes. Hopefully I remember how to read. Ready? <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll read this round. I'll go from here. All right. So question number one. Let's see. Caroline from Idaho asks, how do you keep quads from atrophying following knee surgeries that require extensive periods of non-weight bearing or partial weight bearing? Do you use neuromuscular e-stim? Is there a portable stim device that you recommend? Leonard, you want to start this yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those inevitable mysteries of physical therapy is to try to maintain the quads as much as possible. We use NMES, neuromuscular stim, a ton. We use the now defunct uh, MB. Uh, it used to be the 300 PV. It's now the continuum. We still have some of those older devices. That oh yeah, MB's gone, right? He's gone. Yes, so, that's interesting. So yeah. do we do we have a device? I don't know if I have. We just using those devices that are still on the market and that's interesting. So you might be able to get a good deal on some of the old MB devices. Get a good deal. Um, you know, we are pursuing and looking into blood flow restriction type stuff. That's going to be another thing that people are using. We're trying to figure out if that's something we want to dive into. Um, I've had a ton of emails and, and Twitter responses on blood flow restriction training. Um, I don't know. It seems promising. It's been used for a long time in other areas of the world. So that would be my 
Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the next frontier that we explore. Um, need some more research, but I think we definitely explore that a little outcomes. bit. Yeah, just in terms of safety like, and yeah. long-term outcomes. Post, you mentioned post-op knees. Like, is it safe to restrict blood flow for a short period of time? Uh, what are the implications? Are we going to end up with a clot? Maybe not. Rhabdomyolysis. Those are some things that are in my head that. I still need to work out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, if if it does work, and it looks promising, to be honest with you, it actually looks, if anything, it's trending positively. If it does work, I think that's going to be a really good thing for this exact situation. Now, everyone's going to try to apply it to everything, right? You have every bodybuilder, every athlete trying to do it for stuff. But I think this may be the most applicable application. Definitely. Can you say applicable application? Kind of <laughs> redundantly redundant. How would you apply applicable application? <laughs> applicably applicable. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, where, where, where are we? I uh, I, I'd say this would be a good place you know, right. to use that. But getting back to your other question, neuromuscular stim helps a ton. But, I mean, there's plenty of exercises. You just do open chain exercises. Right. Um, but neuromuscular stim is something we still use. You know, I still, the continuum of neuromuscular stim to biofeedback, I still prefer neuromuscular stim when they they don't have good volitional control of the quad and then when they start getting that um, potentially going to biofeedback so um, again that's another one of those things biofeedbacks you know not a lot of great devices on the market but I think there's a new mobile one coming we're going to start beta testing soon so we'll see that might even actually hook up to your iPhone or Android if you're not cool you know one of those Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, anywho. Uh, all right. Question number two. Thanks, Caroline. Uh, Veronica from El Paso says, as a physical therapist, what is your opinion on CrossFit and when people say they shouldn't be lifting so much weight? Um, wow. Just as like a basic question. So, uh, Rob, as a strength coach, do you think people should be lifting weight? Uh, short, yes. <laughs> and long, yes. Uh, but... Like anything, you know, you, you don't. You're, the first day someone comes into a CrossFit class, could be anything, comes into our gym. I mean, it wouldn't be a smart thing to all of a sudden, you know, max test them on anything because they're not prepared for that. But you know, it's one of those things where, like, if you can lift it, you can lift it. Obviously, with good form. But um, no, there's always a, a way to progress and, and regress. You know. I, I mean, I'm pro getting people strong. I, I don't think CrossFit lifts too much, if that's what you're saying. Um, you know, I don't, who knows? I mean, maybe you got a bad box near you. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think CrossFit is just it's just weight training. You know, if you just think it's weight training, and I, I think advanced strengthening is super important. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know. to generalize like that. You know, yeah, it's tough. It's, I think a lot of people do, and I think that that's the statement. Not, not that you stand for that. Was it Kim in El Paso or whatever? Uh, but a lot Veronica. of people do say Veronica do Close. say that, and um, no, some people it's not appropriate for, but most people it probably yeah. is eventually. And there's a time too, yeah, right? right. Like you wouldn't do that four weeks post op ACL, right. yeah. but you know, I don't think there's there's nothing against CrossFit specifically that you say you know as a physical therapist you shouldn't do. I'm very pro CrossFit. Yeah, you know, it's you know good programming, good loading, uh, making sure you're doing it right with good coaching. I mean, I don't. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. CrossFit's just a brand name, right? Yeah good uh, corrective type exercises or you know, maintenance of your body to maintain to be able to progress nice you know, that's what we, we do we always encourage strength so I mean yeah. that's not the issue right yeah and I, I don't think maximizing your strength is yeah. ever a bad thing right, right. right? you know and I'll add the caveat too that people don't realize how, like how complex some of the stuff in CrossFit is right like, clean and jerk snatch is lifetime those two movements only. People train 10 years for just those two things. Gymnastics, right. same thing. So I think people just stepping in across it sometimes see the end product on TV or YouTube and they're like, oh, it looks good. And they don't realize right. 
you know, we're good friends with Chad Vaughn and some of the guys from the Olympic weightlifting side. That's all yeah. they've done for 20 years. Right. Right. So when Cru- they look at make right. the max weight look heavy, it's not that easy. Right. It's very technical. Don't assume if one of your patients is also going to work out at a CrossFit. Don't assume that they're they're competing in the CrossFit Correct. games. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're it's scalable to some Correct. extent. Awesome. All right, Val from Iceland. I love it. Nice. Love it. Hey guys, first of all, great podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm a strength coach and a PT student from Iceland, and I've been working with basketball players. I often see videos online. What? Sorry. What are you laughing at? Iceland. <laughs> Iceland. Iceland? Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and I've been working with basketball players. I often see videos online with NBA and NFL players doing speed and agility training on the beach in Iceland. <laughs> no, you see, you see that on social media, I guess. <laughs> Is this type of training something you guys would recommend, or could it be harmful in any way? Rocky did it. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky training on the beach? I don't remember that. <laughs> and Apollo. And they hugged it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I think social media, like Instagram, so there's a lot of eyewash, right? Like, so like That seems really cool, so people like to put videos that are cool. Doing speed and agility in a traditional setting isn't as cool, I guess. <laughs> if you do it at the beach with your shirt off, it's cool if you're a professional athlete. Um, you know, I, I would kind of say that. Um, I will tell a story of a collegiate baseball player. We had a catcher, unfortunately, that was doing some uh, like Navy SEAL-based training with his team um, and you know just stepped awkwardly because he's on, on the beach he's on an unstable surface in the sand and he tore his meniscus as a collegiate catcher that's kind of a big deal yeah you know so um, yeah I mean there's some inherent issues with that Cost to reward ratios yeah I, I, I don't I don't think there's any reward What's the reward of training on the sand? Unless you're a beach volleyball player. Unless you're a beach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, or if you're a beach basketball player, um, I, I don't think there's a reward. And I, and I just, I'm not really into like fad or like kind of these crazy things too. I mean, I, I get there's probably a time and a place, but um, if you're trying to get faster, so given that you have like a strength base, whatever, if you're trying to get faster, I mean. Doing it on the sand isn't going to be the way to do it. <laughs> Very good point. I, mean, I, I didn't right. even think of that. Transferability. Yeah, yeah. If, right. if your goal is enhancing speed and agility, why on earth would you do it on the yeah. sand? Right. You know, specificity of training, you know, on the surface, exactly. but you're certainly not going to maximize your speed on the sand. Right. Are you going to be able to apply more force into concrete or quicksand? Yeah. So I mean, right. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Hashtag enough said. Right. Boom. Mic drop. Awesome. <laughs> Mic drop. Well, thank you guys. Another great episode. Appreciate it. Some good questions. As always, go to MikeRinald.com and click on the podcast link. Ask us more questions. Subscribe to us on iTunes and stuff like that. Leave us a rating. All that stuff helps us a bunch. We want to continue to grow the podcast. So, so please start doing that. And I hope you guys enjoyed the new stickers I have from my daughter on my laptop. Take that, Apple. Pretty cool. Hand-designed stickers on my MacBook. You like that? Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.